Hi, I'm TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. And I ask that you like, share, and comment on this video. Thanks for watching. All I got to say is, who that? for you. It's all dog around this mug. I'm good. Hey, what's going on, Who That Nation? It is yours truly, TJ Jones. And yes, I am the host of the State of the Saints podcast. Thank you all so much for checking out the State of the Saints podcast, where we talk New Orleans Saints. And uh, thank you all so much for tuning in. <laughs> um, let me go ahead and uh, address the elephant in the room on yesterday, uh, yesterday's episode. Uh, I noticed when I was actually going back and watching it around the eight minute mark, um, I was referring to, I think, Isaiah Foskey, the the defensive end that the Saints drafted out of Notre Dame. And I mistakenly said uh, the Saints should try to win the battle of nutrition. Um, <laughs> as we know, it's the battle of attrition. And I, I made a joke. I said probably because I didn't eat any lunch that day. So I was dealing with and battling with the battle of nutrition. But we all know the Saints need to battle with the battle of attrition. But I just thought that was funny. But thank you all for tuning in. No matter where you are, wherever you may be in the world, really do appreciate your time. Uh, this is a very interactive Saints podcast. If you're new to the channel, we're an exciting podcast. I'm excited to do this show because for the last few days, I haven't felt like myself, and I feel like I'm starting to get back to being me. Right. Been dealing with some things uh, health wise, but uh, shout out to my wife, uh, you know, giving me that good advice, uh, looking out for me. And also shout out to my doctor out there taking care of me as well. But let's go ahead and talk a little bit about uh, Saints guard Cesar Ruiz. <laughs> some of you, if you've been following the state of the Saints, you know what I'm talking about. Back in 2020, when the Saints selected Cesar Ruiz at the number 24th pick, um, it, I, I created probably the most epic rant here on the State of the Saints podcast. Um, I was trying to look it up to try to find it so I can play it. Hopefully, next episode, I'll be able to show you all the video for those that probably um, joined the show or learned about the show a couple of years later. But um, <clears throat> Cesar Ruiz, uh, he was the 24th pick in the draft uh, back in 2020 during the pandemic, of course. Uh, he was a guy coming out of the University of Michigan. He played uh, center there. Uh, the majority of the time where he played on the O-line was at center. The Saints drafted him. They moved him over to guard. A lot of people thought that it would probably just be a one-year thing because Eric McCoy came in a year before him. And, uh, you know, he was well-established. He kind of understood what was going on. So the Saints didn't move him. But, of course, as Saints fans, we thought that Cesar Ruiz would probably move to his original spot, which was center. But that never happened. And uh, Cesar Ruiz uh, stayed getting beat like a Persian rug outside hanging on a fence constantly, over and over and over again. I mean, it became a joke. It was a parody. People were frustrated, saying that he was a first-round pick. Why did the Saints draft him when he was not living up to his potential? Then finally, last year, uh, Cesar Ruiz, the light came on for him. He did a really good job. Uh, he improved tremendously. Uh, but the question was, I mean, how impressed should we be? I mean, he wasn't very good to begin with. So the fact that he was able to do some things that were, you know, uncharacteristic of what we saw originally from him, we just felt like that was a step up. But when you think about it, was it really a step up? Well, I guess if you're trying to compare, you know, his performance, it is. But uh, the Saints did not pick up Cesar Reed's fifth year option, long story short. 
And with this, uh, I, I think it's pretty much safe to say that the Saints don't believe in Caesar Ruiz. Don't give me that stuff about, oh, man, the Saints are looking out for contracts and all that kind of stuff there. Look, the reality is if the Saints felt like Caesar Ruiz was the future on the offensive line, they would have picked up his fifth-year option. They wouldn't have allowed him to have the opportunity to go out here and test the free agent market. Um, am I, am, am, if I am a betting man, if I am a betting man who that nation, I would be shocked if Cesar Ruiz stays on the Saints team uh, the entire season. I, I think that they may shop him around. I think they might even try to trade him. I mean, you you go out here and get uh, Nick Seldevery out of Old Dominion, a guy who plays tackle, but he can play guard as well. So it would not surprise me or shock me at all if the Saints uh, tried to shop around old Caesar and try to see if they can actually get some draft capital or a player back or something like that to help the team win. <clears throat> Look, I know some people question the, the decision, question the move, but I'm not going by one year of production. See, we get sucked into these one year of production guys out there. These guys go out there and they play lights out, balls to the wall when they go and play, right? They do that for one year because they know that they're playing with empty pockets and a contract is on the line. But in the words of future, where your ass was at during the beginning of your career? Where your ass was at when we needed you to block? Where your ass was at when we needed you to run block? Somebody tell me where he was. I can tell you where he was. He was on the ground slipping and sliding like the ice capades out there. I didn't know if I was watching Cesar Ruiz or Nancy Kerrigan. I didn't know if I was watching Cesar Ruiz or Brian Bortano. The dude stayed on the ground more than the dirt did, okay? But finally, the, the light came on for him, and he played really good last season. I think that he's probably going to end up getting some money somewhere because he's young. I mean, he's only like 23 years old. But for people that's going at the New Orleans Saints organization saying that they should have picked up his fifth-year option, my only question is, what the heck have y'all been watching, right? Um, I, I know the dude, once again, improved last season. But in reality, he's never really been that good. And, and if you want to be honest, it, it was kind of a waste of a draft pick. The Saints really honestly didn't need him. They, did, they decided to move on from Larry Warford, who uh, you can have a problem with Larry all you want to, but he was better than what Cesar Ruiz was the majority of the time. But – that's why I feel like the Saints went out here and got Nick Seldevery. I, I think that you're going to end up uh, sliding him into one of these guard positions. And then let's just be real about this, man. What would the Saints be willing to do if they were to pick up this dude fifth-year option? They would have given this dude a guaranteed $14.175 million contract. Okay, look, do we believe that Cesar Ruiz is worth $14 million, Bishop. Hell no, to the no, 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 hell to the no. Disrespect my brother, but you're not worth $14 million in guaranteed money, not the way that you played, okay? Um, sometimes I wonder if you worth $14 in guaranteed money as some of the times that he actually played. But there, that's, that's where we are. Um, as a fan base, that's where the Saints are as a team. But, I mean, Cesar Ruiz, I mean, he, he he has an opportunity. He has an opportunity to go out there as long as he's in the Saints uniform if they don't decide to trade him to go out there, play really well, and make it hard for the New Orleans Saints to let him go or make himself very, very attractive to another team, right? But I, I'm not, I have not been impressed with Cesar Ruiz throughout his, his career. It, I just haven't. You know, people have been giving him the benefit of the doubt from last season, but I'm not buying it. I'm not, man. This this is a problem that we have. Guys play with empty pockets, and we and we fall for a hook, line, and sinker, and then when these guys get the contract, we forget they exist. They steal money. Andrews Pete st has been stealing money. It's rather he plays like slow or he's hurt, right? What the Saints need, they need more athletes on the offensive line. They need more guys to step up and be able to block for Derek Carr, to be able to block for Alvin Kamara. There were times where Cesar Ruiz made the tackle 
on Alvin Kamara. That's how out of position this dude was. It was a game versus the Carolina Panthers. I think I'm pretty sure some of you probably seen it. Cesar Ruiz trying to block, but instead the guy pushed him back and he pushed him back to Alvin and Alvin fell, right? Alvin got up with straight up disgust and frustration because he just realized that it wasn't going to be his day. And it wasn't his day mostly because number 51 could not get the job done, right? Uh, thank you, number 51. Yeah, okay. Sometimes I, I forget, you know what I'm saying? It's kind of hard to read a guy's number when he's mostly on the ground most of the time. But that's the way I feel about Cesar Ruiz, man, for real. That's, that's the way I feel about it. I'm sorry, folks. I know that, you know, I, I try to look at the bright side, but let's, let's, let's stop playing around, man. You can We can do better than this. We can do better than this, and you know it, right? I like Caesar as a person. Like, if, if you ever, like, seen interviews and stuff like that, cool dude, but um, you can do better than that. Unless he about to channel his inner uh, Quentin Nelson or something like that, or was in a Lane Johnson, uh, some of these other cats out here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, if, if you're gonna do that, then I'm all for it. But um, he he he's no Lane Johnson, right? I mean, he he isn't even OG Bobby Johnson, right? <laughs> well, let's go ahead and move on. It says I hope we grade uh, Ruiz for uh, let me see, we uh, trade. I guess you were saying trade uh, Ruiz for Tevin Jenkins from Chicago. I had him graded really high, former 35th pick overall uh, two years ago, a battle injury, but still young enough to bounce back. Look, I'm look, I'm not trying to trade nobody for somebody that's going to get hurt, right? That's the problem that we have right now, uh, Scott without clout. I'm pretty sure that this guy has a very promising career, and I hope that he finds the, the, the true value of his career somewhere else, right? This is the issue that we've been having. Guys not being able to stay healthy, throughout the totality of the season. And I'm not trying to squint anymore. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to squint or trying to put a square peg into a round hole anymore. It's rather you got it or you don't. The biggest issue that the Saints have had over the last couple of years, it hasn't been that they're not talented. It hasn't been that they're not playoff worthy. It has been that the players that we need as a fan base, they need as an organization have not been available. So I'm not trying to bring in some guy that I got to hope and pray and wish and, you know, upon a star that he plays, right? I'm pretty sure this brother has a lot of talent, the guy from Chicago. I've seen, you know, I heard about him, but we need somebody that's going to be available. I mean, Cesar E's, for the most part, probably the best thing about him, uh, the majority of his career, he's been healthy. Uh, last year, he played 14 games. Uh, you know, he, he's played almost in every game. So he, he's been there. He's been available. That's, he has been an Iron Man on that offensive line for the New Orleans Saints. That's one thing you can say that's positive about Ruiz. But I, I don't want to see any more guys that have a history or have had history of being hurt <clears throat> because you'll find yourself in the same position trying to find offensive linemen off the street or a guy that's not qualified or not good enough to be able to plug and play and be in that place, and we get our quarterback killed. So there you go. I'm going to stroll down a little bit. I apologize, folks. Uh, my voice is a little bit uh, shot a little bit, you know, dealing with that. But, hey, man, I'm here. Uh, let's see. Uh, Pete just slow and fat. Um I, I look. I I think that Caesar. I mean Caesar Reese. Uh, I think that Andres Pete has good qualities. Um, I think he's one of the best run blockers when it comes to offensive linemen. But the problem is, that's not the only thing they ask you to do. Now, if they if he was playing in 1962 somewhere, you know, see, uh, Andres Pete would be one of the best offensive linemen in football. But the problem is, uh, you know, the NFL and the NFL they throw the ball quite a bit. So if you can't block. And guess what? You know, gonna find yourself without a job or being a rotation guy. Uh, we're going to play the Patriots in Germany. <coughs> well, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool if that's the case. LOL, I hear that. My dad says the same thing. He just uh wants healthy dudes. That that's it, man. I, I think if I think if the Saints can stay healthy, they can win the battle of attrition. <laughs> they can. They can um, make a playoff run. They can make a playoff run. You know, like, so 
that's my biggest issue. I, I like the fact that what I read yesterday when I was going over the rest of the draft, and shouts out to everybody that checked out that episode. If you have not, please go back and check it out. Uh, one thing that I loved about it was all those guys played at least 95% of their games, right? It, it, and I don't count the ones when they freshmen and they trying to, you know, come in and trying to prove themselves. I'm talking about junior, senior year. And in some cases, some of those guys started every game as sophomores. That's what I like to see. That's what I love to see when I'm watching a, a team, right? Guys that are, are available that I know are going to be available, not guys who are projects. And boy, he would have led the nation in sacks if he didn't tear his ACL. And oh boy, if he didn't have that separated shoulder, he would have been all American. Oh boy. And if, if he didn't have that, that neck injury, then he probably would have been the greatest quarterback in college football history. Look, I'm tired of that. I'm tired of that, man. Stop trying to put a square peg into a round hole and go with the guys that are going to be available, the guys that have a high motor. Y'all know the motto here in 2023, no cold motors up in this thing. No cold motors in 2023, right? What they say, you know, no black and gold if your motor runs cold. Straight up. Straight up, man. We want guys that are going to be available, and we want some guys that's not going to quit on the play. If you got that, then you got yourself a playoff team. I don't know about a championship team, but you can't make it to the championship if you, if you don't make the playoffs. So, once again, no more cold motors in 2023 and, and no more projects, please. No more projects, please. Uh, it's so hard to find good old linemen, too. That's why this draft we saw so many offensive tackles go high, more than usual. Everyone's seen what Eagles did and copycatting. Yeah, pretty much. Yep, they, they're doing what the, the Eagles are doing. Eagles have found success with that. And, of course, you want some of that. That's just the way that it goes. You know, um, it was a couple of years ago. Uh, teams saw that young coaches were the new wave, right, because of Sean McVay's success, right, back in 2018, unjustifiably, by the way. But they end up going to the Super Bowl, right, and playing the Patriots, even though they lost. This guy was, like, in his early 30s, and teams were like, man, well, Maybe we need to stop going after these old farts and get these 30, 31-year-old guys, you know, these hotshot guys, these pretty boys, if you will, these offensive innovators. Maybe we need to do that. And then all of a sudden you start to see guys like, um, you know, uh, Cliff Kingsbury. Not a really good example, but you start seeing Matt LaFleur. You start seeing, like, younger guys out there, Kevin O'Connell. You start seeing guys getting opportunities that were relative that were young, you know, and normally when you used to hire coaches, guys were like in their late forties, early fifties. These guys like in their early thirties. So it is a copycat league, you know. It, it it is a copycat league. So what the Eagles have done, they have found success, and of course, people want some of that. People want to go to the Super Bowl. I mean, that's the overall goal. That should be your objective as a as an organization to make it to the Super Bowl. Both of Mrs. Benson's team simply need healthy and available players. Auction are looking suspect. <laughs> you ain't lying, man. You know, you got guys with foot like a lot of potential, have the potential to be league MVP, offensive player of the year, and they can't stay healthy. You know, they got the, the opportunity, they got they got the team to make the playoff, but can't because they just can't get, get it together. It's sad to watch. If Trevor Penny dominates this year and increase our team ceiling so much, he measured off the charge, but hopefully improve his leverage and ability and block speed uh, rushers off the edge. Yeah, I hope that he did. But I think a lot of what stunt Trevor Penny's growth was, you know, it's just the fact that he got hurt. And, what, you know, that that's what I feel. Because every game he got better. Like the first game that he played in, he ranked really high. Uh, when it came to uh, run blocking, right? I mean, he he graded off the charts. He graded so well that his run blocking uh, made up for his pass blocking, and he graded well because of that. That's, that's how good he did as a run blocker. Then the next week he played, and he did better in pass protection. So I'm just saying, like, a, a full offseason, him playing and him learning and developing and turning into that, that offensive lineman that we need who knows, man? He might be a really, really good. He might be a really, really good uh, offensive lineman. 
<clears throat> um, if you can easily replace them, then they're replaceable. Yep. If I got to think about if I need to keep you or not, more than likely, I don't have to. Right. The only ones that, uh, you know, it's kind of tough is the, is the, well, is it to me, is only two things, two ways you should be looking at a guy. Um, if he's good enough, right. You know, if he's good enough to play, the only reason why you should be second guessing is if it comes to, uh, contractual issues, that's the only reason. That's the only reason. Like if, if, you know, a guy is great and you got the money to pay him, it should be a no brainer. But a lot of these guys, you know, you sitting up here trying to make them work and that's what you don't need. Now, sometimes like you kind of, you know, kind of handicapped or whatever like that or restraint, if you will, because you have to keep these guys. But for the most part, um, you don't have to like, you know, you got to you got to get better on the offensive line. You got to get more athletic on the offensive line. So hopefully they can do that. Uh, he shouldn't have been number 51 <laughs> anyways. Making Velma look bad. <laughs> Saints should have never drafted Ruiz. Should have drafted Queen. Should have drafted Queen. Heck, they should have drafted Jordan Love, to be honest, which I know we don't like that decision. Maybe some people aren't fans of Jordan Love, but they should have drafted him. They should have drafted him. Based on the dude's talent and skill set, they should have drafted him, but they didn't. To me, the Ruiz pick was, was, a, was a reach. Uh, Ndakwe, um would be a nice pick. Yeah, I think Ndakwe would be a good part of the rotation. Uh, let's see. And up heartbeat, um, says Dana, says Cesar Ruiz's option not being picked up isn't surprising when you realize he would have been making more than Zach Martin. Yeah, $14.175 million. Uh, nah, no, sir. Uh, which isn't in any ways justifiable. Nope. Uh, TJ, what are your thoughts on our undrafted uh, linebacker from Vandy? Uh, seems to check all DA's boxes, including smarts. Um, I said that dude's name yesterday. Um, but <clears throat> somebody give me his name. I don't know it right offhand. But I think that I think that it's going to be tough for him to actually make the team based on what the Saints already have, based on the fact that how they play defense based on how many linebackers they have have per game time, um, it's, it's going to be tough. I can see him ending up on the practice squad, uh, maybe. Uh, let me see. Uh, Anthony uh, Orgy. Yeah, yeah, that's his name. Anthony Orgy. Um, you know, I think that um, he, he's a guy that can make the team, but it's going to be tough. You know, it's going to be tough, man. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, he goes out there and he balls out, then he probably make the team. But there's a lot of guys that's waiting in the wings for the opportunities. One guy in Batinger is is a guy that the Saints drafted last year in DeMarco Jackson. If he can build off what he was doing in, in offseason workouts, it's going to be tough for him. Uh, should we go at uh, uh, the Patrick Queen? Um, look, the Saints had an opportunity to get him before, and they didn't. You know, I think that, you know, the Saints – had like I said, they had an opportunity to get him. They didn't, you know. I mean, you choose Zach Barn over this dude. Like, come on, man, give me a freaking break. Um, uh, here's the here's the thing, man. I think that when it comes to Patrick Queen, it's a matter of at, at the time when he is a free agent, it's about where he wants to go. And I seen an interview where he talked about the New Orleans Saints and he knew he wasn't gonna go to the Saints because the Saints never draft LSU players. They just don't. And for him to bring that up. I just think that it, it speaks volumes and it, it can almost be like, well, if they didn't want me, I don't want them, you know? And it's crazy that LSU produces all that talent and the Saints just never pick those guys up. And people will say, well, you know, they, it's because they are from Baton Rouge. Some of those guys, you know what I'm saying? Like you, like you got to think about this. If you're a really good college program, these guys come from all over. Like you look at Patrick Peterson. Patrick Peterson went to LSU, but he's from Florida, right? You know, I mean, you got guys who come from all across the country. So, you know, sometimes, you know, it, it can play a role. Like somebody like Tyre Matthew, beginning of his career, like he, he didn't need to be nowhere near New Orleans, right? Guys who can be easily influenced, you know, you do your homework, 
then you don't draft them. But some of these guys, man, you know, they, they're made of the right stuff. And you passing up on these guys because of location, that's not always a good thing. <clears throat> Sometimes you got to pick your spots. I can understand why you don't want to do it from time to time, but if a guy is talented and he can make your team better, I don't care where he's from. And it's crazy because if you look at some of these other teams out here like Seattle, San Francisco, all these other teams, you know, it's, it's crazy because they don't care. Like, see, they'll draft a guy from USC. They'll draft a guy, you know, from uh, University of Washington. They don't care. They don't care at all. So, you know, the fact that the Saints have all of that talent right in their backyard and they don't pick from it, it's just crazy. It's absolutely crazy. It's like having the most beautiful rose bushes that you ever seen and not pick one to give to your lady. You know what I'm saying? Like, it just don't make any sense whatsoever. Let's see. Uh, Gar Cesarese agreed to a three-year, $37 million extension with the Saints. The Saints did not agree. <laughs> they did not agree, and they probably won't. A former safety, super athletic, flies around type. All depends if he improves in pass coverage. Yeah, I mean, look, he he's made of the right stuff. Look, you can't be no dummy going to Vanderbilt. You can't, right? So we already know the brother's smart as I don't know what. But, I mean, once again, it's going to be tough for him to make the team because of all the talent they have already and the way that the Saints play offense. to be, I mean, defense, excuse me. The way they play defense, it's going to be tough for him. Uh, yeah, but Nick Anderson got the call from DA specifically. I think he might actually have a shot. Yeah, I mean... I think he have a shot to make the team. Will he be a starter? I don't think so. I, I don't think so. But, I mean, just because you're not a starter at the beginning of the season doesn't mean that there's not a strong possibility that you won't play, especially if guys end up getting hurt and you come in and they have to find somebody, you know, to play right away, right? So um, there's a chance that he can make the team if he goes out there, plays well, just like Anthony Orgy, same way. Uh, your thoughts on linebacker Nick Anderson? He was interviewed Wednesday night with uh, Dolph 17 and uh, Coach Rock on Keeping It Real, who that uh, sports podcast. Well, that's great, man. Shouts out to those brothers, you know, getting Nick Anderson on the show. Uh, look, I, I think that Nick Anderson, you know, we all know his leadership qualities. I think we're all rooting for him, the fact that he came from Tulane. But, um, you know, I mean, like, it, it's all about, what he does with this opportunity that he gets um just because dennis allen calls you you know doesn't mean that that just you know seals the deal like you just gonna make the team you know i mean there were there were times where i could just think about uh who was that guy named uh akeem nicks you know what i'm saying like uh I, I can think about him calling sean payton and sean payton telling him to come on you know what i'm saying <laughs> and he make the team so it just because you you get a phone call or you know somebody reaches out to you doesn't necessarily mean that's going to be a spot. They probably give you an opportunity, and you shouldn't want it to be that way. Uh, it shouldn't be you know on no phone call basis. Like you know they called me. Like Martin said that time when he was going to that job interview, they called me. Okay, that don't mean anything. They can they can call you all day, but it's about what you do with that opportunity. You know they're giving you the opportunity. They're not giving you a job. Uh, they didn't pick up Ruiz's fifth-year option, but Ruiz seemed to be coming around. Last year's production from Ruiz is worth a new contract. You've been uh, paying Pete for much less than what Ruiz gave you last year. Uh, I absolutely 100% disagree with that. See, that's that's the problem why I'm saying at the beginning of the show. We need consistency. Just because a guy shows you one-year production doesn't mean that you're supposed to pay him. I mean, you can say that he's turning a corner, but – in what way? Like, honestly, what has he turned the corner? Like, is is the thing. <clears throat> if I'm teaching my son, uh, you know, Paxton to throw the football, right? I mean, let, let's just say I'm teaching how to catch a football. And the first day I go out there, I throw him 10 passes, and he catches none, right? But then the next day we go out there, I throw him 10 passes, and he catches two, right? Okay. Then I go out there three days, and he catches two again, <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, of course, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to be like, man, he improving, right? He wasn't catching nothing the first day. All I'm saying is the dude started off bad, right? So, any, like, you 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 started off terrible, right? So, any extra oomph that you give 
it's going to be an improvement because for the most part, we just seen you getting beat, slapped around and embarrassed. So how good are you really? Like, what, where are we putting him? Like, are we putting him among some of the top guards in the league? No. Are we putting him among the good guards in the league? No. He's like average, middle of the pack. Sometimes, like, he'll play above average. I'm good on that. All I'm saying is I, we need consistency. It's not like, oh, man, let's just, he just turned the corner. Like, if he comes out and he plays much better again this year, then I'll give him the benefit of the doubt because, you know, it's a wash. Two years you play like slow. Your third year you play pretty good. So if your fourth year you play better or on on brand, the same, you know, as, as year three, then I got to say that you, you know, you are who you are. But I'm not paying no dude no money for one year of production out of, out of what, four years? Nah, I'm good on that. You got to show me something. See, that's the reason why we always find ourselves as Saints fans mad at the team because they sign these guys to these deals and these guys aren't living up to it. I'm not trying. I'm not si- trying to sign nobody for one year of production, one year of production and average production at that. It, it wasn't like he like. It wasn't like Cesar Ruiz was like one of the top guards in the league last year or something like that. The dude was average, you know. And you, if you want. If you want big bucks, you got to play above average. Period. I'm not 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 for one year of production, not not one not for one year of production. I, I'm not doing it. Uh, I hope we take uh, one more player from y'all. Ruiz would be a good pickup. Well, you can have him. Okay, you can have him, and then we'll put Brian Breesy right there, and he'll get mowed over over there. Uh, the face belongs on the tissue. <laughs> <laughs> this face belongs on the tizzube. Let's see. I, I don't agree with Roe's comments either. He's ranked 30 of 32 among guards. Enough said. It's better than <laughs> than ranking 50 out of 82 like before, but still not a good, a great start caliber player yet. Gotta improve. Yeah, you don't pay nobody that that's ranked like that. That's that's not nah. Uh-uh. No, sir. I think Nick Anderson would definitely make the team if for nothing else but special teams to start. He can definitely take Zach Barnes' spot. Well, that's not hard to do. I forgot Zach Barnes is on the team. If a tree falls in the woods and nobody's around, does it make a sound? Uh, you know, if Zach Barnes is on the Saints team and nobody notices, is he really there? You know, I mean, Zach Barnes is, I, I mean, I, I'm just shocked. Like, seriously, like when people are like, when they start talking about the linebacker room, I start naming people like Zach Bond. Like, oh, yeah, Zach Bond is there. Uh, that ain't no damn puppy, <laughs> Chili Gonzalez. Now we get that, reach that part where we just uh, blurting out Martin uh, <laughs> Martin scripts. It says Ariz got a, a ranked top 20 at guard this year to get an extension. I agree. Now, you got to be ranked pretty high. TJ, I hope all is good with your health. Life is precious, and you uh, share yours with us. I think Deion Jones, good fit for us. Hoping DA talks to him, doesn't miss out. Uh, what other free agent linebackers fit us? Um, I had to look at the list, you know, but I think I'm good on Deion Jones, man. I, I think it's time to transition uh, to a younger linebacker court, uh, give these young guys opportunity to develop. And, and I think they got some good mentorship there with the, uh, with Demario Davis. I, I, I don't look, I, I'm not. Nah, I get it, man. Guys, you know, like Deion Jones had had a good run, played pretty well. But I think I'm ready to see some of these young whippersnappers step up, you know, and 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 prove themselves on the field, giving them boys opportunity. You know, you got Pete Warner out there going into year three. Still got Demario Davis out there being a factor. Uh, we still haven't seen what Demarco Jackson can do. Uh, Andrew Dowell seems like he's pretty much taking over that Craig Robinson special teams role. You know, like I, I want to see some of these young guys step up. And we just talked about Nick Anderson, Anthony Orgy, and and uh, you know, so many other guys. I mean, also, you know, you, you got some guys that <clears throat> play safety that might play in service that linebacker role. Guys like Jonathan Abram, not really good in coverage, but you know, can be like, you know, like that uh, you know, that safety slash linebacker. That you know, I, I'm I'm looking at some of these younger guys. I just think that the Saints need to get a little bit younger 
and uh, get some guys that can fly around the field. They ain't got to be household names and names that we recognize. Can like I, I'm, I don't really necessarily need that. Uh, but as long as these guys are where we want them to be, they're smart, physical players, and their motor doesn't run cold. I'm good. Uh, one thing I can say about the players DA has drafted is that those players are guys that seem to be ready, unlike guys like Cesar Ruiz that are just happy to be on the team. Well, I think that Cesar Ruiz was happy to be on the team, but I also think that Cesar Ruiz probably thought that, you know, uh, he'll make an immediate impact in the league. Um, if you don't feel that way, then I definitely don't want you on the team and you shouldn't be playing football. But I just think that, you know, it, it was a little bit more complex and I will give him the benefit of the doubt and, uh, throughout his career. It, I'm talking about collegiate, high school. Most of the time he plays center. And uh, going from center to guard is a little bit of a transition. But, I mean, you have to be prepared. As a member of the offensive line, you got to be prepared to, you know, be able to make that transition. And, uh, you know, it's, it, it's been tough on him. And honestly, as a fan, it's been tough to watch. You know, it's almost like, you know, on those cartoons, you know, they used to have that big old cloud of dust. And then you have somebody looking at the cloud of dust and they got their head turned like this, you know, like because they don't want to see it. That's kind of like how it is when I'm seeing this dude trying to block somebody, you know. Uh, Ruiz closes his eyes when he blocks. <laughs> hey, that just, that just pretty much summed up what I just said. Uh, Trevon, uh, thank you very much for the 999. Says, did you see the dude at uh, off the bench or mad about the Fosky picks because Keon White was still on the board and said Fosky is more of a project. Uh, they don't do their project, Keon White played edge for one year well thank you very much for the 999 um no i didn't see off the bench but you know i mean shots out to t bob jacob hester man they, some good guys really entertaining um but i know nah, i didn't watch it um i haven't honestly i haven't been watching many saints podcasts for the last couple of days you know like i said man just been dealing with this stuff with my health and um i haven't really <clears throat> been looking at any of that stuff so but, yeah, I mean, look, I, I think that Isaiah Foskey is going to be that guy. You know, I, like, as long as he stays healthy, I think he's going to be that true successor. He he is that he is a guy that fits a certain mold that I feel like the Saints needed to draft. Um, him and Carl Granderson, I feel like, you know, that they, they can probably pick up that slack because, you know, I don't believe in Peyton Turner. I'm sorry. I haven't seen nothing. Uh, I don't think you uh, you've seen anything. Uh, Marcus Davenport, I mean, he's no longer even with the team. So I just think that the Saints drafting this guy, um, I think that he's going to make some noise. And I think he's going to have some people eating crow if they feel like this dude just about to come in and not do nothing. Um, I think that he he is a guy that you, you're probably going to be seeing the next couple of years, uh, you know, being that guy that that we expected Turner to be. We expected Davenport to be. So, I don't know. I know sometimes like we we want them to draft other guys and, you know, sometimes we just like, oh, well, you know, like they didn't get him. So they got this guy right here. What are you going to do? I think he's going to do a lot. Uh, TJ has diabetes. He is having some complications with that. Yeah. I mean, had uh, what diabetic neuropathy. Um, my first uh, stint with that. Um, it's kind of like temporary paralysis of your ligaments. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you know, um, you know, your toes and your legs and stuff like that, man, it's kind of hard for you to, you know, move your feet. Like, it was, it was pretty tough, man. So I wasn't really thinking about football for the last couple of days, to be honest with you. I didn't worry about how to, if I was going to pat my feet, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, but I'm I'm feeling much better now. I'm excited, um, you know, to be, you know, feeling much better than, you know, I'm improving every single day. So that's a plus. Uh, Trey P moved Pen, uh, Pennington uh, to the uh, inside and let the rook play offensive tackle. Uh, and that wouldn't wouldn't be too much of a bad idea, you know. But I don't know. I don't know. You know, with Andrews Pete, it just seemed like to me like the Saints want to keep him around for at least one more year. Uh, the giant rat in the Caribbean really is the funniest Martin episode. Yeah, it is. I, I think I think the CD player episode of Martin probably the funniest though, when uh, he he was trying to accuse his friends of stealing the CD player. That's probably was the funny one. Uh, I love the episode of Martin. Uh, please uh, speak into the hoochie. <laughs> uh, 
uh, it, it is like D.A. not looking for quality linebackers behind Demario and Pete, but there is a serious drop-off after both Pete tends to be hurt. Barn is trash. Now is maybe uh, don't uh, need big names, but need quality. Um, but who's to say that they're not quality? You know, like, you know, we thought there was a huge drop-off between uh, – P. Warner and Kate Nellis. And Kate Nellis came in, stepped up, and made some and made an impact. I just think that it's kind of hard to tell, um, James. It's kind of hard to tell when you have not seen enough of a sample size from guys, right? You know, like I said, they got a lot of young linebackers on this team who have yet to just see consistently. And because we haven't seen them consistently, or you know, they don't come with much cachet. We we look at it as we're in trouble. Um, I can remember a couple of years ago we thought the linebacker room was going to be pretty bad, and it ended up being pretty doggone good. So I'm willing to reserve my judgment on them and to see what we're actually at um, as a as an organization. You know what I'm saying, and 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 go from there. But uh, I agree with you. You know, you should always be on the lookout to get better, but. I can't say that they need to get better because I haven't seen what they actually have. And maybe the fact that they have been kind of hesitant about pulling the trigger on some uh, a guy that has a, a a much bigger name, it probably speaks volumes of the the, the progress that they're seeing from these linebackers. Uh, Keon White couldn't play tight end at Old Dominion, and you expect me to believe he's a better player <laughs> in literally one year at edge. How do people ignore what they can clearly see? I don't know. I guess they, like I said, they go by that year of production. They look at that one year and they feel like, oh man, I got to have me some of that, but I need to see it consistently. Uh, TJ, uh, made a Ford be with you as in Ric Flair for Horseman. Well, I appreciate that, man. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, should we sign in Dockway? May need another vet to shore up the end position. Well, I think you always should be looking is, is you know, you, you can never have enough pass rushes, especially when, you know, you got uh, guys that always are going down on the, on the line. Uh, you think this is our year? I mean, Dennis Allen is longer, younger. Y'all notice that his hair looking good. He seemed like he's going to have some uh, stance this time. Y'all think he's going to go on fourth down. Uh, well, that is a plus. Hopefully he plays. A coaches with a level of confidence that we see other guys uh, coach with, like a Sirianni or, you know, like a Dan Campbell or something like that. But, look, Dennis Allen is who he, who he is. I don't think a Tiger changes his stripes. And um, no matter, you know, what what type of hair he put in or what type of um, what pomerane or pomegranate or whatever they call that stuff that, that people put in their head, whatever you want to put in, some Beijing, docking your hair up, some cocoa bean, doesn't matter. You are who you are. And uh, he's a guy that is historically uh, conservative. He's a conservative guy. And I do think that sometimes players look at that stuff. They look at uh, the level of trust that you have for them to be able to execute. But I will say this, in, in some cases, uh, the Saints didn't do themselves any favors uh, when he didn't, uh, when he did go for it on fourth down. You know, like they still did not do what they needed to do, right? So, I can't too much blame him for that, but at the same time, sometimes you got to send a message. I don't know if he's going to be different or not. I just know that uh, he's been conservative, and I think, in my honest opinion, he's going to stay that way. Uh, people don't realize that Marco Jackson uh, in the fifth was actually a good player. Nephi Sewell um, is uh, Penai uh, uh, Sewell's brother, uh, Orgy and Anderson produced. Well, look, I think DeMarco Jackson is a good pick. I think that he's an above-average linebacker when it comes to coverage. And I just think that people aren't really talking about him because they ain't really get a chance to see him because, I mean, he got hurt. Foskey uh, has like 25 sacks in college. He can definitely rush the pass. And he has six forced fumbles, which is insane. That's, that's insane, like, for a guy to do that. Like, this is like, like, to me, watching this dude play, this dude can be – demarcus Ware, like he reminds me of demarcus Ware. if you watch him like he's always trying to find a way to you know get the ball out the you know the quarterback's hands and if you've been around long enough you know demarcus Ware. like demarcus Ware 
he'll turn a corner. And even if, you know, the offensive lineman blocks him, he'll reach his hand out and knock the ball down. And that counts as a sack. A lot of what the markets where sacks came from was the fact that he was forcing those fumbles. So, but Foskey reminds me a lot of DeMarcus Ware. Like, um, you know, his technique, his style, his size. Um, yeah, he, he reminds me of D. Ware. Like, go back and check him out. And if you have not watched DeMarcus Ware, uh, you know, I know he played for the Cowboys. That, that's some torture right there, the majority of his career. But he's a pretty good edge guy. You know, I think we pretty much know. I remember that game. It was a week before he had to play the Saints. He ended up leaving on a stretcher and came out there and just, you know, it just dominated the game. That was the game where the Saints were like 13-0 and 0 going into the game on a Saturday, and the Cowboys beat them. TJ, how many wins uh, we got to get early in the season for D.A. Bad uh, B-Walk uh, clip to be allowed again in the SOS broadcast? Well, look, all, all I'm saying is uh, when it comes to Dennis Allen, I just need him to win, all right? every For every win, we, we'll play that, all right? For every win, for every win Dennis Allen has, we'll make sure that we pull out this. Every win he get, we'll we'll, we'll uh, play that. All right, that that'll be uh, that'll be Dennis Allen's uh, victory uh, victory celebration. Every win that he get, we gonna play that. Uh, this past season, we were banking on our defense to be the determining factor in the team's success. With the addition of draft pick free agents, uh, we are we're more offensive or a defensive team. Nah, I think we more of a defensive team. Like I ain't seen this offense. I mean, I like that we not the Falcons here. Like, you know, the Falcon Falcon fans are the only fans I know that they get all excited and talking about they gonna win the Super Bowl based on paper. Uh, as Saint fans, look, I, we have a wait and see approach over here. I don't know how good this offense is gonna look. You know, can't nobody tell you what they got like a Falcon fan. Man, we got this. Man, we just drafted this dude. Man, we got this over here. Man, what y'all going to do with our defense? Man, we just signed Jesse Bates. Boy, what y'all going to do with our wide receiver? Man, we got B. John Robinson, bro. Man, what y'all going to do in the running game? Then all of a sudden, here they go, win six games. Can't nobody get gassed up like a Falcon fan. For real. Like, you talk about, you talk about not, uh, not a wait-and-see approach at all. For real, Falcon fans, as soon as they get something good, what y'all going to do about that? They can be five games below 500. Man, we just got such and such. Man, what y'all going to do with that? Like, the same thing we've been doing, slapping y'all around. <laughs> I don't think Falcon fans really fully understand. Like, before Sean Payton and Drew Brees got to the Saints organization, there was a very lopsided lead between the Saints and the Falcons. And then all of a sudden, like, the Saints – in like 15 years, it just caught up with them. Like, I don't think they fully understand it. And now they ain't even got a leg to stand on because now the Saints actually, well, the Saints actually got that record over them now. So they they, they ain't got nothing to hold over a Saints fan head. All they got is, you know, man, we got, man, we got B. John, bro. Man, what y'all going to do with that? Man, we got Ritter. He coming back. He going to improve. Man, what, what y'all going to do with Drake London? Man, we got lockdown AJ Terrell out here. What, what Michael Thomas going to do? Man, man, please. I, I say wait and see, all right? We got to wait and see approach. They, they do not believe in wait and see in Atlanta. I don't know what it is. Them boys get excited. You know, it's um, <laughs> they like kid on Christmas. You know what I'm saying? Kid can't even go to sleep because he's he so excited about opening them presents up. And then he found out he got a pair of socks. Let's not do this. We did it last year after the draft, and we see what happened. I'm not falling for that on paper crap. I gotta see it play out. Yeah, exactly. I ain't excited. I'm um I got a wait and see approach. I got a wait and see approach. That's the way I'm rolling. I ain't falling for it. I ain't taking the cheese. All right. Y'all, y'all can do it. Y'all can do it. Y'all can get excited. I need to see it. I need to see it in action. Uh, speaking of the Falcon fans, where are those Super Bowls? Yeah, I don't know where it's at. I don't know where the Super Bowls at. I mean, unless you're talking about, you know, the Super Bowl in Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they got some Super Bowls there, but when it comes to organization, uh, nah. Uh, let's see, ATL really drafted a running back uh, top 10. That's okay. They'll have another lottery pick next year. 
look, I don't know if they're going to have another lottery pick or not. And it was a good move by getting B. John Robinson. I'm not hating on that at all. Um, but I'm just saying, like, they don't wait to get excited is what I'm saying. Like, they just – any good thing that happened, like, they just come into, like, groups or they come on Saints pages talking about what they got. Like, and it don't even – it, it what they got hasn't played a down in the National Football League. I just don't understand it. I can't get that excited over nothing that I haven't seen, like, on my team. Like, <laughs> I just don't do that. Uh, the Falcons slogan now makes sense. Hope, rise up, still rising up on that hope, dope. <laughs> Falcon fans talking noise, knowing that it, uh, they don't go to that Mercedes-Benz Stadium unless they win it. Uh See underwear. Let's see. Uh, rise up means fall down every year. Uh, don't get more wrong. I like B. John, but Falcon fans really passed on Jalen Carter, Cansey, and Anthony Richardson for him. Well, I'm telling you, dude, gonna be real good. So strap in, who that nation? But I just, I mean, I just rather just wait and see and see what's gonna go down. But I want to say thank you all for checking out the State of the Saints podcast. I ask that you hit that like button if you enjoyed the show. Uh, we got previous episodes available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Anchor FM. Also, check out the Gumbo Pie Sports Podcast. Uh, we're going to do a show. I'm probably going to uh, record one today, and I'll probably have that for you this evening. So make sure that you keep it locked. Uh, make sure that you subscribe to the channel, YouTube.com. Search Gumbo Pie Sports Podcast. Uh, you can also check me out on Twitter at TJAYJones8. And the gumbo pot, you can do it at Gumbo Sports Talk. Till next time, all I got to say is. <laughs> Who that? Hey, don't let these tears fool you. There's all dog around this mug. I'm good.